You are now listening to the smooth, mellifluous sounds of Red's Room Podcast. Enjoy. Welcome to episode number 15 of the Red's Room Podcast. I'm your host, Red. And I'm your co-host, Jake. And today we are talking about Dracula, Vlad the Impaler. As always, our references are in the episode description. So, who is Vlad the Impaler? Uh, Known as Vlad Tepes, commonly called the title Vlad the Impaler or Vlad Dracula, was Vavoid, that is a, I probably screwed that up, pronunciation, but that is a title referring to prince or military leader of the country Wallachia, Three times between 1448 and his death in 1446 or 7. You're 76? 14, yes, 76 or 77. Thanks. Um, He is often considered one of the most important rulers in Wallachian history and a national hero of Romania. Uh, Vlad was the second of four brothers born into the noble family of Vlad II Dracul. His... Sobriquit Dracula. I don't know that. That's a big word for me. Uh, it means son of Dracul, was derived from the Latin Draco or dragon after his father's induction into the Order of the Dragon, created by Holy Roman Emperor Sigismund for the defense of Christian Europe against the Ottoman Empire. Vlad moved to Targovist uh, in Wallachia in 1436 when his father assumed a leadership of the Wallachian Principality. In 1442, Vlad and his younger brother were sent to the court of Ottoman Sultan Murad II as collateral to assure the Sultan that their father, in a reversal of his previous position, would support Ottoman policies. Vlad returned in 1448 having been informed of the assassination of his father and elder brother at the hands of Wallachian nobles the year before. Dope little origin. Comes back and his dad's dead and his brother's dead. He's pissed off. Yeah, he's collateral, almost like a prisoner of war. This Uh is like Game of Thrones stuff. Also, when you said Dracula, meaning dragon, I thought right away like Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon. Yeah, he probably got some uh, ideas from here. Yeah. The the guy's life is insane. Yeah, dude. He is a, he is a badass. <laughs> Maybe a kind of piece of crap, too, but dope guy. Well, he's coming back. He was, you know, like a prisoner of the Ottomans, and he's coming back to his father and, and elder brother assassinated. Yeah, he's got uh, motives, you could say. Yeah, this backstory is insane. Mm-hmm. So... Vlad then embarks upon the first of a lifelong series of campaigns to regain his father's seat. His opponents included the boyars, that's the nobles, as well as his younger brother, who was supported by the Ottoman sultan. He emerged briefly victorious in 1448, but was disposed after only two months. After an eight-year struggle, Vlad again claimed the voy... Voivodat. So he got his he got his spot back. Yeah, I'm done screwing that up. But that's basically like the ruler. Mm-hmm. He's like the prince. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so he returned in 1448 and then already already becomes in charge and then gets kicked out and then has to fight for eight years to get back in charge again. <laughs> he got it done, though. Yeah, he is... Um, He's on a mission. He's he's dedicated. Uh, let's see. So it was during this period of rule, after eight, the eight years when he's finally back, in that period of rule, that he committed the atrocities for which he was best known. His penchant for impaling his enemies on stakes in the ground and leaving them to die earned him the name Vlad the Impaler. He inflicted this type of torture on foreign and domestic enemies alike. Notably, as he retreated from a battle in 1462, he left a field filled with thousands of impaled victims as a deterrent to pursuing Ottoman forces. Yeah, there, we'll get into it. There's a bunch of crazy stories. Just ruthless is the way, the way I would describe him. Yeah, he's, he, to his enemies, he's ruthless. I wonder... I, I tried to find I couldn't find anything really about his time when he was uh when he was as a child like a young man sent to the Ottoman Sultan. Uh I wonder what his treatment was like, if that plays into how he became this, you know, sociopath, psychopath that became uh the inspiration for Dracula, you know? Yeah. Uh- totally fair i wonder i wonder what he was treated like then probably not good yeah it sounds like his life was so rough yeah okay so now let's talk a little bit about this period of his life uh of what made the legend that is vlad tepes or vlad the impaler yeah such a dope name Oh yeah, Vlad Tepes. I, you know, before researching this, I thought Tepes was his name. I didn't realize Tepes means impaler. I didn't realize yeah, it was a title. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. I always, I forever, I thought it was like Vlad Tepes Dracula. But I was like, oh, those are all, those are both titles. Mm-hmm. Tepes and Dracula yeah. are titles. I was like, that's pretty cool. Freaking badass sounding. Yeah, for that, sure. I didn't, I didn't know that either. It, it, little, little good fact, fun fact there. Yeah, the more you know. So, according to one story, Vlad had two monks impaled uh, to assist them to go to heaven, also ordering the impalement of their donkey because it began braying after its master's death. Yeah, like if you if any like thing steps out of line and Vlad doesn't approve of it, like you're the stake, you're going on the stake, even if you're a freaking donkey. Yeah. There's no screwing up around this guy. No. He's zero patience. So that's just one little... This is just a bunch of like little stories and little things about him. So here's a different one. Um, Vlad once noticed that there were many vagrants, beggars, and cripples in his kingdom. He invited all the poor and sick in Wallachia to get a great feast, uh, proclaiming that no one should go hungry in his land. The poor and crippled were brought into a vast hall where a fabulous feast was prepared for them. The guests ate and drank late into the night when Vlad appeared and asked the assembled crowd, quote, Do you want to be without cares, lacking nothing in this world? When the answer was affirmative, Vlad bored up the hall and had everyone within fried to a crisp. Vlad explained his action by saying, 
quote, no one will be poor in my realm. I mean, just zero, like, morality here. Like, this doesn't even sound yeah. like a real story. <laughs> no. This sounds like, uh, you know, it's like from a novel of, like, the yeah. evil guy, what he does. You know, like, yeah, he just fucking, he's the villain. He just burned fucking everyone and just did not. And his reasoning, no one will be poor in my, like, I guess in his head, he just was him. Like, he thought he. He had his way of what he wanted things to be, and there was no stopping him. Yeah. Yeah, talk about, like, toxic masculinity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, there it is right there. Uh, yeah, you know. Here, I'll, I'll say one story real quick. Yeah, I thought we'll, you might have some. Uh, so I'll, this one I'll go with first. It's the attack on Brasov, spelled B-R-A-S-O-V. There's... I probably ain't saying it right, but uh, April 1459, it's a Transylvanian city. Uh, Vlad pulls up, they burn all the buildings, pillage, uh, and of course, we can't forget that women, men, children, he didn't spare anyone, were all impaled on stakes. Uh, and they give a little location. It says, on the hill by the chapel of St. Jacob. But uh, what gets crazier is, so, so this is the attack's over, everyone's all staked up. Vlad requests a table to be set up, and uh, it's by the victims who were clearly suffering. Vlad sits down, enjoys a lunch like nothing is happening, <laughs> probably relishing it, just enjoying the battle being done, and I guess to his standards, his success. And uh, what gets crazier is a uh, legend says that he, he, he grabs a piece of bread, walks up to one of the stakes with one of the freshly impaled victims, dips it in the blood, and munches that piece of bread crazy yeah i think uh that's also where we kind of get into the dracula connection but uh hey to his credit he is it, he is in no way um misogynist yeah no he's equal opportunist uh torture men women children he doesn't care he slays all of yeah, them neither misogynistic or ageist <laughs> no matter what oh yeah, yeah yeah he doesn't care if you're old he doesn't care he's murdering or you anyways. Young, dude he does not he care. doesn't spare anyone no no but dude, it's insane. <laughs> yeah, dude. Hey, but I will say this. Okay, yeah, obvious. Obviously, the dude's a psychopath. But back in those days, when you're at war, man, you want a psychopath on your team, yeah, right? I definitely part of his thing was instilling fear into his opposition, and he, he was, was very good at, good at doing that. Yeah, like there's still legend of him to this day. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that they would have held up against the Ottomans if it wasn't for this no, guy. I I 100% agree. Like, if they were not as, if he didn't do the crazy shit he did, I don't think you're right. Maybe they don't hold up. I think they would have. Well, they would have ran over him if he wasn't there to just. Yeah, I think the Ottomans. Just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they called him Devil. They thought he was a devil. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Crazy. No, yeah, freaking weird. Game. I'm in no way supporting what he does. I'm just saying that's yeah. <sighs> you you got another one or you want me to do one more? I'll, I'll go into the next part, or it's up to you. Yeah. Okay, I'll I'll do I'll do another one real quick. Uh, this one is about the forest of the impaled. That is a crazy <laughs> title, dude. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like it could be like a three part series no, on its own. Literally, one hundred percent little little mini series on Netflix or something. Or that's like the part of the movie where they reach it and they they can't go anywhere else. 
oh, you yeah. have to go through the force yeah. of the impaled. Yeah, you have Everyone's to. like, no! Yeah, we don't, exactly. <laughs> it's so, cursed! <laughs> some of these things are hard to get dates on, but the year I got from this is 1462. Uh, it went back, it went down about 60 miles from Targovist. Uh, and then, so an Ottoman, the Sultan, his name is Mehmed the second. I try my best, but, uh, so he led his army to destroy Vlad and his men were stopped. And what they saw was insane. You can already imagine. They saw a field full of stakes. All were, uh, impaled Ottomans, victims that fell to Vlad. Once again, men, women, children, everyone. Uh, babies weren't spared either, often impaled with their mothers. Uh, that's a common thing you'll hear if you if you get into Vlad the Impaler at all. Supposedly, there was 20,000 victims covering th- a three-mile area. Uh, so this dude, he walks up. He's, what the fuck? He's, he's sketched. His men are sketched. Uh... I, I bet if I were them, they just fucking turned around and walked the other way. Uh, one of these stakes, one stake was way taller than the others. Like, in my little head, I imagine it being tall as shit. But uh, in, it was an Ottoman leader. I guess he uh, made little special differences for a, a higher tier guy. And uh, supposedly mm. this dude, his name was Hamza Pasha. And uh, before they put him on the stake... Uh, they cut his arms and his legs off. So he was just like a nugget just on, on the stage. I don't know why, but I picture yeah. him just mocking that guy like, yeah. and mocking Fuck his name guy. too. Yeah. <laughs> Hamza Pasha? Yeah. Oh, Hamza Pasha. Yeah. Cut off his arms and legs. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You're going to Hamza Pasha in the sky, bitch. Yeah. Just- <laughs> Literally. That's so how I imagine. I just imagine him yeah. being like that. Just in so insane. Yeah. Uh, like a violent Mad Hatter. Dude, 100%, man. Uh, Looking into this story, one thing that I learned is often the stakes that he would use to impale people, uh, they weren't like super sharp at the top of the stake. They would be slightly rounded, so it was a slower death. Uh, Oh, that reminds me of that movie. when Stab him with a spoon. (laughs) Why a spoon? Because it'll hurt more. Yeah. He's like, yeah, rounded. I don't want it sharp. I want him to slowly, the gravity of their body... And just oh yeah i guess we probably should have put a disclaimer on the stuff like there's no sugarcoating any of this uh like if you were a dude you know you, he'd throw you you know through the ass it'd come out your mouth or a part of your body and if he really didn't like you he'd fucking turn you upside down head first head first yeah <laughs> yeah but uh yeah, and that then is, woman was through the vagine yeah right? yeah oh. yeah no no one man he would impale you from ass to mouth, woman from vagina to mouth. Yeah. It, it's, dude. Yeah. I, man. It's hard to, you know, have, <laughs> try to like this guy, but the, the stories are freaking insane, man. Like, why didn't, I guess there's a reason why we didn't learn about this in, in school, no, but I, think, I feel I, like they should teach this stuff. Yeah, I think the only likable things about him are, is the vampire Dracula, yeah. the mythical character vampire Dracula, mm-hmm. Dracula can be likable. But this guy, I the only argument you can say is that, yeah, he was fighting a, a gruesome war and he was outnumbered and he was being just brutal. Yeah. And 
I, I think he was using these things as psychological warfare on top of being just a psychopath. Yeah, I I imagine when those Ottomans walked up and saw that, they just like, no words was said. They just all glanced at each other left to right, turned the fuck around and just went back home. Like, oh, I ain't walking through that. There's dude. some stories like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was thinking too, like 20,000 impaled people. I imagine him being the type of person that like literally was like, I want 20,000 people. <laughs> yes. No, no, no. Like, and, and like he'd count it or something. Yeah. Or it, he'd have a servant go count it and make sure. Yeah. It needs to be 20,000. I will, I will not accept anything less. Yeah. Oh, uh, even being mad if it was one extra person. Yeah. If it was for no one reason. Less or more. I fucking, he's like, all right, we got to start over. We're doing this all over again. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's insane. So let's. Let's now that we got some stories of him, let's talk about the vampire, the stories of him being a vampire. This didn't happen until way after his death. Yeah. Obviously, there was there was legends of him being a being the devil or a yeah. demon or devil. Um, you can extrapolate that pretty easily from all the insane things he did. But the uh, oh, I was skipping a part. Excuse me. Uh, got some more stories. There was some more stories. Uh, I got some more too. Hit, hit, hit us with one. Let's let's. Uh, you know what? I started. Let's talk about the vampire myth. We'll go back to more Dracula stories. Okay. okay. Let's do it that way. All right. So the vampire. So after uh, way after his death, uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. That is the original Dracula novel. Was published in 1897. Um, was the first book to make a connection between Dracula and vampirism. Stoker had his attention drawn to the blood-sucking vampires of Romanian uh, folklore by Emily Garrard's article about Transylvanian superstitions that was published in 1885. Um, Bram, uh, his limited knowledge about the medieval, medieval history of Wallachia uh, come from William Wilkinson's book entitled Account of the Principalities of Wallachia and Moldavia with Political Ob- Observations Related to Them, published in 1820. Okay. Stoker apparently did not know much about Vlad the Impaler. That's insane. He didn't know much about him, and he made this. Yeah. Uh, certainly uh, not enough for us to say that Vlad was the inspiration for Count Dracula, you can't definitively say it, but it definitely is. Um, according to Elizabeth Miller, for instance, Stoker wrote that Dracula had been of... What is that word? Skeskali origin? I think that was that was decent. Um, only because he knew about both Attila the Hun's destructive campaigns and the alleged Hunnic origins of the Skeskali's Stoke... Uh, Skeskali's. Stoker's main source, Wilkinson, who accepted the reliability of the German stories, described Vlad as a wicked man. Actually, Stoker's working papers for his book contain no references to the historical figure, the name of the character being named in all drafts, but the later ones count... Wampir? Wampir? That's dumb. Uh, yeah. Uh, consequently, Stoker borrowed the name and scraps of miscellaneous 
information about the history of Wallachia when writing his book about Count Dracula. So he kind of sloppily connected it to Vlad. Yeah, I would say. It's what I would say. I, yeah, I'd say Dracula. It's its own thing. He, he, took he a made few it. Inspirations. But. Well, he was inspired by you know Transylvanian, um, uh, you know vampire myths. Yeah, and then he knew. Uh, apparently, he knew of Dracula, Vlad Dracula, yeah, Dracula. and then yeah. just kind of connected it without knowing a lot. And you know that, that's fair, but that's fair, people, but it's kind of insane. I feel like that also like people kind of synonymously link those two things, but in reality, they're two completely different things right i guess you got to give him a uh some uh leeway there because he's doing this in 1897 it's not like he could just google all the information he needed. yeah for sure that that's one thing in a few of the topics especially last one with saint germain and different one like this is a while back it's it was definitely a lot harder then yeah uh i like i like how it says uh attila the hunt you know that's someone we got to cover Really? Eventually. Yeah. Okay. But um yeah, that I definitely got Attila the Hun vibes. Okay. From uh from Dracula. So it says here that uh what did it say that um uh he kind of got it from someone who uh Wilkinson who got oh, yeah, some William of that from the German stories about Vlad. So that's what I was going to cover first. Segue to we're, we're going to and from here. So we're going to go back. I wanted to talk about the German stories. Okay. Okay. Uh, I know. Sorry that. Sorry if that was kind of underwhelming, the the vampire connection. There's not that There's much to really it. There's really not. A, There's just not that much there. Other than I do, I did have that one legend about him dipping the piece of bread in blood, but I didn't find any, like... I didn't find anything of him biting a, someone's neck or, you know, that it, you just, you can try to make the connection, but it's just more cool than anything else. All right. So let's get into these German stories. These are pretty interesting themselves. So um, I only took a little bit from it, but I um, got some cool stuff. Uh, yeah, it's 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 really interesting. So the legend of Vlad. Um, so works containing to the stories about Vlad's cruelty were published in Low German in the Holy Roman Empire before 1480. They provided a detailed narration of the conflicts between Vlad and the Transylvanian Saxons, showing that they originated in the literary mind of the Saxons. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. And, you know, he mostly fought the Ottomans. I don't know why they talked about that. They're talking about him fighting the Saxons. Um, they got their own version of it, maybe. Yeah. So in, this is saying in the literary mind of the Saxons. So to me, this is already saying that, like, this is, like, the legends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His 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 um reputation yeah. is going out there, and they're spreading it, and it's growing. Yeah. So uh, the stories about Vlad's plundering raids in Transylvania were clearly based on an eyewitness account because they contain accurate details, including the list of churches destroyed by Vlad and the dates of the raids. So there's some accurate things here. They describe Vlad as a demented psychopath, a sadist, a gruesome murderer, a masochist, worse than Caligula, Caligula and Nero. However, the stories emphasizing Vlad's cruelty are to be treated with caution because his brutal acts were very probably exaggerated 
or even invented by the Saxons. I think, so, yeah, you definitely got to keep that in mind. Yeah, I think this is where things get muddy with Vlad because um, he obviously was a cruel guy, but a lot of the stories about him are exaggerated. Yeah, to what extent did it actually go to? You know, it's hard to say. Did he actually impale 20,000 people? You know, it, that... Or was it a field? Was there was there a couple of hundred people and it just looked ridiculous? Yeah, I, I assume the regardless, the visual was pretty yeah. insane. But 20,000, that, that's a lot of stakes, man. Yeah. I imagine they have like... Vlad has like a couple like factories of people just pumping stakes out. How dude. long would it take yeah. to implement that? Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it did... It, it did or didn't happen, yeah, and I'm not making an argument for him being a good or a bad guy. He's obviously a bad guy, but uh, it's it's kind of um, it's hard to say. It's hard to say, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's not like they could just Snapchat it. Yeah, dude. You know, he posts on a story. Oh, it's the next batch of the staked up guys I got. Just, dude, just and maybe even Vlad being the way he he is, um, he probably wanted that image even more. Yeah, I could see him trying to perpetuate that, too. Like they say, the winners write the history books. Well, yeah. when he's winning, he's probably writing it up even oh. more. Like, don't come over here and fuck with us because yeah. I do this. Yeah. You know? He wanted to, to look like the big man, and I, I could see that. And, you know, there's you, you could see both sides. Who, who knows for sure? It probably, some of these stories, especially another one I'm going to get into, maybe tone it down a little bit, but there's at least some truth to it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he obviously did horrible things, but this helps put it into context a little bit. Yeah, I like that was a good addition there. That that was that was really good. Let me read this last paragraph about this. Um, the invention of movable type printing contributed to the popularity of the stories about Vlad, making them one of the first bestsellers in Europe. To enhance sales, they were published in books with woodcuts on their title pages that depicted horrific scenes. For instance, the editions published in Nuremberg in 1499 and in Strasbourg in 1500 depict Vlad dining at a table surrounded by dead or dying people on poles. That sounds like the story yeah, you were talking about. The attack on uh, Bresov, or however you want to pronounce it. I Yeah, which, who knows if it was true or not. It's legendary that he dipped his bread in blood, right? Yeah, that's more... I, Maybe it came from here. Maybe that was depicted yeah. on the on one of the covers. Yeah, it, it's definitely legend says. Who knows for sure? If I was trying yeah. to sell a book, I would definitely depict that 100%. on there. 100%. I, although, I, I definitely want to believe that he did... But he's like, oh, my servant, give me my table, and right. he just he just ate a lunch. Just, <laughs> I, I mean, knowing I about the it. guy, I could see him doing it. Yeah. Just just because. Yeah, totally not. Like with some slaves in front of him, <laughs> some people he's about to kill. Yeah, yeah. Like, let me show you what kind of guy I am. Yeah, look at how dope my life is. He's eating. He's just eating sadistically good. enjoying it. Yeah. No, he gets off on weird shit for sure. <sighs> Let's get another spin on these stories. So these stories weren't just in German. So that's the German perspective. Let's get to the Slavic ones. Okay. Okay. Uh, I like it. The 19 anecdotes in the Skazini um, are longer than the German stories about Vlad. They are a mixture of fact and fiction. According to the historian Raymond T. McNally, uh, almost half of the anecdotes emphasize Vlad's brutality... But 
They also underline that his cruelty enabled him to strengthen the central government in Wallachia. For instance, the Skazini writes of a golden cup that nobody dared to steal at a fountain because Vlad hated stealing so violently that anybody who caused any evil or robbery did not live long, thereby promoting public order. And the German story about Vlad's campaign against Ottoman territory underlined his cruel acts, while the Skazini story emphasized his successful diplomacy, calling him Zlomundry, or evil wise. So it seems like they, the Slavics, they, they give uh, him a little more credit, it seems like. I mean, that seems like the type of people they were, though. They were some hard yeah. people. Yeah. But yeah, they they were like, yeah, he was evil. He was bad, but it he had a purpose. Good at it. Yeah. Yeah, he was evil to evil people, mm-hmm. is what like they're saying. Yeah, he was evil to evil people, and it made his empire stronger. So they painted him totally different. Yes. So you can see just between these two countries telling the same stories about the same person, how differently they tell those stories. Yeah. Two, two completely different outcomes from, from both you know, of those. Kind of like the media today. No, I mean, <laughs> yeah. not that. Dude, what a, so true, though. Not uh, fake. There's no fake news. All news is real. Listen to all. They're, <laughs> they're all true. No, that, that was a good addition, though, seeing how different uh, societies yeah. saw it differently. Yeah, they uh, totally paint them like uh, they take the story and just totally change it one way or another Mm -hmm. who knows what like the truth really is there no that that was good you ready ready for me to segue into some more weird stories let's hear i would love to hear more stories about vlad okay if you made it this far you already know that like this one's pretty nasty let's hear some insane (laughs) stuff okay so this one is called the cauldron of death like it already yeah so sounds like a slayer album (laughs) dude yeah it does sound like a like a metal album uh, uh, thrash metal, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking okay. So, Vlad supposedly had a huge copper cauldron in his castle, topped with a wooden cover. At the center of the at the center of the cover, there was a hole big enough to fit a head through. The pot was filled with water, and a fire could be lit underneath it. I think you guys can already hear where this is going. He's making a stew for yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, man. So, uh, Vlad would boil people like this. In one of uh, one legend connecting into this, Vlad had three hundred people boiled and roasted alive in batches, forcing the others who were waiting to get boiled to death to eat the meat of the boiled individuals that were killed before them. Uh, another so co- to connect into this one, if he had like if you if he found a family like a like a kid, a husband and a wife, he would boil the the, the child first force feed that to the mom and then the mom would get boiled and her breasts would be chopped off and force fed to the husband what yeah yeah like nasty and once again i don't know how true how much truth but it doesn't sound true no but I don't want to say that in case that did happen to those people i feel i feel bad for him i feel like he at least did boil a guy or two but that is pretty far out there and pretty nasty just it's insane. Uh-huh. Completely and utterly insane. I feel like he wouldn't be able to rule an empire if he... Well, I don't know, man. I guess, dude, I guess... It's like if Joffrey grew up. <laughs> yeah, dude, totally. Uh, like if Joffrey grew up, stayed in charge the whole time. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know, man. 
It's hard to believe it being true. Yeah, I or guess. maybe that's just our uh, defense mechanism to deal with. Yeah. Ha- with how brutal it is. If it, if this kind of shit is true, the the citizens that he ruled over were just hardened individuals. Like, I mean, people were hard back then. Yeah, they were a lot harder. They were but, definitely hard back then. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You notice no one in his empire was, uh, you know, going on about gender politics. <laughs> yeah. <No. laughs> yeah. No, they had real problems yeah. to deal with. Yeah. Okay. Uh, guess I'll segue into another one. Uh, this is a little shorty, but fun one. This one, uh, I title it The Nailed Turbans. So a group of Ottomans uh, were sent to have a meeting with Vlad. Uh, when the Ottomans showed up, they did not remove their turbans. They claimed that it was for religious region reasons, which for me is understandable. Uh, but Vlad took this as disrespect. Like, I think you guys have heard, like, it, 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 sometime it's show respect. Like, you're going to sit down in a meeting, you take your hat off, your cap off, whatever. Vlad did not like this. So in his eyes, his way of helping these guys, this is his response. He, uh, he grabs these guys and he nails the turbans into their head. I'm assuming Rough. they didn't live too long after the nailing, but like, what the fuck, dude? It it just it doesn't stop. These just crazy legends. Uh, I just imagine him holding them down, just <laughs> yeah. hammering. He's got, he's got like a bunch of his rough dude yeah. around him. His equivalent of the SS soldiers back then <laughs> yeah. that were actually like way rougher than the SS. This. These Transylvanian Vlad, yeah, Dracula, dragon warriors, just holding these guys down. Yeah. He's using these hand forged blacksmith square <laughs> nails and just hammering it in their head with a big ass heavy hand forged yeah. hammer back like the day. Just oh my god! And knowing him, I bet I bet he specifically picked like short nails. Yeah. So that it wouldn't kill them instantly. Yeah. And then just, just kept like hammering a bunch of them around their head, dude. just like fuck these guys. Not to bring up Game of Thrones again, but he's got like a mountain, like how you were saying, fucking holding them in a headlock. Exactly. Yeah. And then he's coming through, nailing. God, dude, just no fucks given at all. Man, that's insane. Okay, well, I'll get one more shitty one in, and then we'll do a little bit of fun stuff at the end. What do you mean? This is all fun. <laughs> yeah, it, it is fun. It is this fun. is the best just, way to kick it, off October. Yeah, no. Dracula. Sh- the real... This yeah. is the real Dracula. He's way more hardcore than yeah. Dracula in the books. Dude, totally. It, we we chose... The Red- mythical Dracula would be scared of the real Dracula. <laughs> Dude, t- Oh, he would be shaking in his boots if you. See yeah, he'd him. show yeah. up, no reflection. I'm gonna, I'm gonna drink your blood, and he's yeah. like, "Fuck you! I'm gonna nail your head to the fucking floor." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, your yeah. teeth look gay. No, <laughs> just, yeah. just murder him. Yeah, and then the ice off the cake. I'm gonna shove a steak up your ass. Oh uh, yeah, and then I'm gonna <laughs> impale you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so this one, this one's real small, and this one is where it definitely gets into the legend. Def, like I, I don't. Feel like i believe this one but this one i titled bloodlust it kind of connects good in, title yeah it kind of connects into the uh i feel like we need to make a metal album with all these <laughs> titles dude they all could be an album it's yeah. all i think of sorry yeah, the it's, song list the, this is a yeah. song list yeah oh my god uh, oh man if we get a fan to make those songs and send them to us dude the song names like we have a what was the first the the forest of the impaled the cauldron of death the nailed turbans nailed blood, turbans yeah Okay, so uh, nailed turbans has to be real scaly. Anyway, anyways, <laughs> let's go. Uh, no, sorry, I keep no, it. Dude, this the end of the. This is what these are just to have fun with. But uh, 
So we already have the background of the impaling, the torturing, the boiling, etc. We can infer that Vlad was into a lot of weird shit and possibly had a thing for blood. Maybe, probably not, but... He jerked off with it. (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, No, I imagine him not really caring about sex at all. There was bigger fish to fry in his head. I don't think he gave a fuck. Uh, Did he reproduce? I didn't even look that up. I don't. I know he had. He was one of four brothers, apparently. I yeah, know but he had I didn't fan- look that up. Did he reproduce? I'm so curious now. I don't. I I think his his ship eventually went down, probably pretty good. But uh, <laughs> um, so legend says that Vlad would wash his hands in the blood of his victims. I don't really know what to take from that. I don't know if it's that's more meant to be taken metaphorically, but if it is literally dude, he is it's fucking crazy. Like he is just a nasty just psychopath of a guy. Did you find anything on that? He did have children. Okay, he did. Not going into detail on it, but he did. Okay. Uh man, how fucked up did those kids come out? <laughs> yeah. uh, anyways, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, a few. I guess those are the few little connections I made to maybe the Dracula thing with washing his hands in blood and dipping the bread in the blood and in uh, just enjoying watching people die. But it's insane. Like you hear mostly of like people from battle like washing the blood off their hands. Yeah, but washing off. He's like, I'm gonna wash in the blood. <laughs> yeah, that was like his skin his skincare program. Yeah. Oh okay. man. Yeah, his that was his lotion. Okay, so uh, that's what kept him looking so so young. Maybe that's why he seemed immortal. May, yeah, maybe he's Saint Germain. He's like Hillary Clinton. I mean, uh, <laughs> oh drinking God. Adrenochrome, dude. I'm just kidding. This is these are jokes, dude. If if you were given a bottle, would you would you drink it? Adrenochrome? Yeah, a thousand percent. Yeah, dude, I, I would want to try it for sure. Oh, dude, I, I mean, I, at that point, you are in somewhere fucked up. That if you don't, you're probably gonna get killed. Dude, I yeah, I would also love to keep have some Regeneron on me at all times. I was a little lower <laughs> energy at the beginning of this podcast. I'm kind of getting over some sickness, but if I just had a little Regeneron shot, ready to go. But uh, dude, Adrenochrome was it's the shit. I don't know. Supposedly, supposedly it's the shit. Okay, so. I bet Vlad had tons of it. Everyone he killed was yeah freaking out, mm-hmm. traumatized. <laughs> so. uh... Now I'll segue into a, a title I, I like to call 200 IQ Battle Tactics. Best title. Yeah, the best title. Uh, you are the best title. <laughs> this, some of the other ones, like the Cauldron of Death, I think on the website, that's what they called it. But uh, this one, I, I came up with this one on my own in the Bloodlust one. I love the, it. The Nail Turbine. Uh, you should have named it. Uh, actually, the only thing better would have been 666 IQ. Uh, okay, yeah, dude, I should have. I should have yeah, thought okay. about that. That's, that's yeah. the metal title. Yeah. We're naming metal songs here. <laughs> 666 IQ, IQ Battle Tactics. Oh, my God, dude. And the song has nothing to do with the title. It's a doom metal intro, very slow, heavy. Okay, uh, so this one's pretty cool. So... Vlad, supposedly, he, he had this idea that he thought to himself, you know, battling an army of, of sick, ill people would be a lot easier than battling a healthy one. Makes sense. So he... The guy's smart. It makes sense. So supposedly, like, that, like Vlad, like, paid, like, some sick people to, like, sneak in an Ottoman camp with the goal to spread the sickness. Uh, and I'm assuming it didn't work. He was down he did, with the sickness. Yeah, Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, down with the sickness. But, uh... 
I just thought that was like, how could you even think of that, dude? Like hearing it, it's so it's obvious why that would you know help your your battle, but. I'm surprised he didn't take it further, honestly. I'm surprised he didn't find sick prostitutes to go in and fuck the soldiers. Yeah, dude. Or, yeah, I could (coughs) take in a couple of his his impaled victims and just throwing them in their water supply or something. That's a tale of the hunt shit. (laughs) So, uh... But, yeah, he's he's not far off, man. He's... Yeah, another dope uh, battle tactic. uh, They would use... uh, Vlad's army, they'd sometimes use uh, guerrilla tactics. And uh, on a night in 1462, Vlad led a surprise uh, guerrilla attack on an Ottoman camp. Uh, he had some of his men dress up like Ottomans and sneak into the camp. And this, this, is, on a, this is during the night. You know, it's dark outside. They, they don't have uh, electricity. But, uh, they don't in 1400? Uh, <laughs> they don't have street lights lighting everything That's up. not what I saw on the History but, Channel at 3 a.m. <laughs> They had alien technology. Yeah, maybe they... From the Egyptians. Dude. Imagine... Dude, if Vlad got his hands on some alien technology... Um, oh, my God. We, so, yeah. We no. would not exist right now. In the middle of the night. So, the... the when Vlad is yeah. his strongest at a full moon, obviously. There... He, he this makes so much yeah. sense. <laughs> so, uh, he dresses some guys up. They sneak into the camp. I'm assuming they were pretty smart guys, too. Uh, yeah, he had his yeah. elite SS soldiers, oh, whatever yeah. they are. Were, were oh, they're yeah. the, the, the Dracul soldiers. He yeah. had his Dracul soldiers. If he didn't call them that, he should have. He screwed up on the names. No, he yeah. had his Dracul elite warriors out there. Yeah, uh, and I guess they were so the the attack ended up in retreat for Vlad. But with the amount of chaos and confusion they were able to create, some of the Ottomans just started killing each other because like. They didn't know who was who. I picture it, him going yeah. in with a small force and just wreaking havoc and yeah. then retreating like a G. Yeah, just a dude, 100%. The man might be evil and insane and a psychopath, but he's good at war. Yeah, dude, I, I, mean, I imagine that being a total success. Yeah, I, I bet you. He, he yeah. had them killing each other. Yeah. Guys waking up in the middle of the night killing each other because they yeah. don't know what's going on. They don't know on. who's who. Who can I trust? Or, but uh, it's like that uh, one episode of Rick and Morty where uh, there's like duplicate versions of each of themselves <laughs> and they're trying to pinpoint which one's the real one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, those are just some cool stories I found. Once again, I especially some of the far out ones, I don't know if you can take them all for face value, but you know... A bunch of cool stories, yeah. a bunch of weird legends surrounding this guy, and I think it's just it's just a fun one, man. Yeah, Dra- you can't get much more better than Dracula for our our first. This is our first Spooktober Halloween yeah. inspired episode. Yeah. I forgot to say that in the Spooktober. beginning. Spooktober <laughs> going strong, guys. Yeah. Dracula. I don't. I don't have anything else to say about the man. Uh. Vlad was a hard dude. That I know for sure. I don't know how much of the legends are true or false, but he was a hard and hardened individual. Yeah. Rough, chi- rough, hardened uh, childhood, and he might have been a psychopath, but he he took back the principality for his, uh, yeah, uh, you know, bloodline. Yeah. Uh, you know, whether you want to, however you want to describe it. I mean, he was in his way, he was successful, man. Yeah. At least for a, a good. 
period of time, I mean, he was he was running shit for a while. Whether he was really that crazy or he was just kind of crazy and spreaded, helped spread that rumor on purpose, that mm-hmm. image to just scare his um, enemies. Uh, either he's just straight evil and smart at battle, or he is just uh, a genius at psychological warfare. Yeah, uh, that's a good way to put it, 100%. He was the master of psychological warfare, especially for this time. Yeah, there was... Yeah, imagine coming across 20,000 impaled people. and um, I want to believe it was 20,000. There was one story I read about him where he was losing a battle, and... While he was retreating, he just kept leaving decapitated bodies oh, behind yeah. him. Yeah, I forgot to mention that one. So he's retreating. He just they just start decapitating everyone that they already killed or whoever they come across. They just decapitate him, leave a trail of decapitated bodies behind him, so that when the Ottoman Sultan is chasing after them, they they're they're going through a field of a trail of decapitated bodies, and eventually. Uh, they just stop, and the sultan, he's, he says something along the lines of, um, I, I can't pursue this devil. Dude, it's like, he's like reverse psychology. Like, I'm, I'm going to leave a trail. Like, you can follow this, and you'll know exactly yeah. where I'm at. But are you going to follow it? You want to chase me? Here's <laughs> what's waiting for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man. All right. I, yeah. I, I think I'm pretty tapped out here, man. Yeah, that that's was, all I got on it. Uh-huh. Um, like I said... So happy we started off our first Spooktober Halloween month on this. Yeah, I think this was a good first one. Thanks for listening, guys. We're going to try to crank out three more for you this this Halloween season, this this month of October. Yeah, we try our best here. Uh, also, a little shameless plug at the end. We got a merch store. If you want to buy something, buy, buy a t-shirt. If not, just listen to us. is awesome. Yep, buy everything. You need a sweatshirt for every <laughs> member of your family. Yeah. Uh, no, but yeah, we appreciate you guys. Our webpage is up. Uh, there's a blog on it. If you want to read some little short tidbits, uh, we got our Twitter going and we're about to launch a Instagram and, uh, we're going to start, uh, putting up some short TikTok videos here soon. So, uh, we hope to, uh, you know, touch base with you guys and we, we hope you appreciate it and, uh, you know, reach us on all our platforms. It's been Jake. And this is Red. Till next time. See you.